Alrighty, folks. We are live. We are playing some Starforged. What? Oh, our, our, I thought we were going to have a heads up. Oh, no. I, I saw the on air. I was waving my hands, letting you know that it was oh, coming. I, I don't believe you. I'm not one of us saw that. I, that is a bold Thank you, Serge. Fly. What's he though? If he, if he I appreciate it, your, Would no, we have we seen it? it? Oh, I know. His face is like right there on the screen. I would have seen it. I don't. I I was in an alternate universe where that didn't happen. I'm very sorry. That's to say. okay. That's all right. We love you. We we're, love you still. We're trying some new things here on uh, our Twitch channel, including uh, having a little bit of ambience in the background. I don't know if our audience can hear it. Make sure to let us know if you can or can't hear it. We have everybody here except Caleb, unfortunately. Sad yeah, we have made sure to include Caleb in the photos. Uh, he is there in spirit, uh, but uh, including a little like a little spaceman photo that I made sure. Boy, to... make sure that in Beautiful. his honor you, you drink some you drink some wine because okay. Caleb really likes wine. No, Caleb loves wine. Caleb's a gin boy. No, I'm pretty sure it's wine. I'm pretty sure it's I'm, wine. I'm really <laughs> sure. Oh, I understand I what's happening now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you do? I'm lost. LXKBW, don't worry. We are going no. to be here for a little while, so you came just in time. We did send out a Twitter, though, by the way, so if no, you're not... No, I think Lex is saying that we didn't get a heads up. Oh. <laughs> I, think Lex we is, did. I think Lex is on our side. Right, Lex? Yeah, thank you, Lex. Mm. Okay, so we are here to play some yeah. Starforged, and we have a kind of narrative going already which is something we need to kind of justify so for the last 18 sessions <laughs> all of us collectively kind of one at a time coming on the show with me just kind of helping guide you we have been going through iron sworn and iron sworn is the the og uh, kind of vanilla version of this game where you play iron landers in a kind of medieval fantasy setting and we, you know, kind of threw that on its head a little bit where we had a magical superstorm that seemed to trap the people of the Ironlands in a kind of, you know, eye in the, in the center of this magical superstorm that assumedly covered the entire planet. And so for 18 sessions, that what's, that's what we did. We explored this world that we kind of built and came up with, with people who have their own languages and... Uh, jobs and designations and uh, we had some adventures lost some folks along the way but um, managed to end the last session with Amanda rocketing off into space for the last I'm so happy I'm, to be the one to do that I'm, I'm sorry could we could we just mention who who was the individual that lost the the character who, who was that again? Probably what? Caleb, who who has not shown up today. That sounds that sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, oh, Ela. Right. Yeah, that was Caleb. Ela mm. lost. Caleb lost Ela. So we are the the last session. You know, our Ironlanders kind of had to get split up. There's we, there's roughly a hundred of them, and the ship could only fit about fifty. They found this kind of derelict ship, and they took off in the hopes of maybe finding some way to, to get off this planet. But that's not necessarily what we're going to talk about today, because today we are here to do some world building. Now, um, I suppose 
the first place we should start is the most obvious, which is how does this narrative that we've been working on for the last 18 sessions, how does it fit into the broader picture? I mean, now that we're looking at galaxy-wide kind of narrative, what's going on on our planet? Why were our Ironlanders there? And who put them there, if anyone? Does anyone have any immediate thoughts about that? Experiment. I don't know. Yeah, don't when you put it, yeah, when you put it like that, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> who put them there? <laughs> I don't mean to influence the narrative, but yeah, I guess no, so. Yeah, no, no, no. That's a possibility. I, I zoned out for 0.2 seconds. What was the question again? The question is, Why? what's going on with the Ironlanders and the planet they're on? Why... Were they ah. there in the first place? Why was this storm there in the first place? I'm going for 2001 type of scenario. Experiment. Yep. Okay, so we got two for experiment. <laughs> A day after, tomorrow, day after tomorrow kind of situation. But, like, intentional. So, I see. So, so this is... You're implying, Allegra, that somebody did something day after tomorrow style. Like, set something off that set this storm yeah. off. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Oh. Like aliens. Like aliens, aliens exactly. Aliens. I mean, if you think about it, because we did have the ship, and we're now, the way we left it off, it's like it had an objective, which we'll figure out. But if it doesn't feel like it came from that world. And since this is a worldwide storm, I feel like something would have had to trigger that. So that's why I went with an outside influence. But if anyone else has a better idea. The outside influence makes sense. Uh, I mean, because you could always fall onto that the Ironlanders did it to themselves. Maybe they were once advanced and, you know, set off a nuclear bomb of some kind that ended up creating the storm. But obviously we want to bring it into space and stuff. We have to maybe expand beyond that. Ooh, I like that idea of, like, it was a previously advanced civilization that got to the point where they had so much... Uh, proliferation of technology that's capable of destroying the world that inevitably one person pressed the button hmm. and that happened and they were sent back to the stone age and then that lines up nicely because that explains how our little spaceship got there that does make sense yeah exactly um mm -hmm. I, I kind of imagine it almost like um like a pressure chamber like a pressure cooker like what if aliens or some other humans, it could be humans, it doesn't have to be aliens, dropped off like a colony of people and were like, let's see what happens to these people. Let's see if they survive. Let's see how tough they become. Um, otherwise, I do like this idea of, of an advanced civilization just kind of boning themselves. Because it's either, so I think it's, yeah, it's either 2001 or it's Fallout. So those are our options. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. If it's 2001, it does allow us to branch out into space a little bit more. If it's Fallout, it's isolated, right? Like, it just happened on this planet. Nobody else should know about it in the galaxy or be really aware of it. There, or maybe they are. There are right. aliens. There are aliens in Fallout. True. That's true. But if we think about it, the <laughs> ship was underground or below ground. It was almost worshipped for a while. So I know the storm came and isolated it, but... That it doesn't feel like it came from that world. That's because when we have not seen other, because we've seen other like civilizations, but not in like that technological advanced type. Fair. State. Right. Right. If, that's what I'm, uh, go ahead. 
if we wanted to go the route of like it's an experiment from outwards um we could have a whole galaxy of different or like not a not a galaxy a solar system of like every planet's a different experiment by like a centralized group of people yes and like these people have to deal with a storm and it's like they have to live in the eye of the storm and like these people everything is arid and hot and they have to like deal without water and like there's different like so this whole galaxy, the, at least this quadrant, is just a bunch of experiments and we're all petri dish- dishes? Yeah, like the, like the solar system is just like a petri dish. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I, I like that. Boy, it's uh, pretty bleak. Like that entire, like, <laughs> that an entire solar it. system or, or galaxy that's just for experimentation. But it is interesting. And it does afford us the chance of like every time we go, it's some new experiment or it's some new strange place, you know? Yeah, that way we have like different worlds we can explore too. Uh, Ladybug forty six seventy three called it an intergalactic science fair. Yeah. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, a, a big part of the Starforge setting, and Eli, you've also you know participated in the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So anytime I'm wrong, if you've been doing your own research, let you know stop me. But I'm pretty sure that the the, the setting is that there were once these progenitors, these like you know great races or something that created a bunch of technology in what they call vaults, which are basically like dungeons, in this world. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe that happened. Maybe humanity was somehow dropped off on all these planets. Yes, Legra. Space elves. Space elves. Space elves? I demand that that's a real thing. It better happen. Caleb, I, that was yes. Caleb's one request after he, after, he had to, after he had to leave us was space that was, elves. That was the only thing he asked for was space Just elves. Sexy okay. space elves. He did like, specify sexy space elves. The like proli- like the people who are carrying out these experiments, and they're just we, like they're putting themselves in like godly or like mythical positions. <gasps> they're Vulcans. Sorry. No, Vulcans are like I mean, Vulcans are basically space elves. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> so they're, I'm, they're I'm, actually literally just space elves. I'm going to transition to another screen. Someone in the comments just said, uh, gay aliens, please. And I'm like, and and they're gay. We can add that to everything. No problem there. Uh, Thank you, Lex. I'm going to read real quick the setting, because maybe that'll help us kind of put our minds about things. So your adventures are set within something called the Forge. This is a globular cluster in orbit around your people's home galaxy. It is 1,700 light years above the galactic plane. A bright island in a dark void. Um, it goes on to explain it, but if you go to page it's fourteen in the in the handbook, if you guys want to look at it, it's broken up into like four sections. There is the terminus, which is where most people landed in the region following their exodus from their home galaxy. Settlements are common here. Factions compete for resources, and spaceborne caravans follow charted paths. It's a, it's a populated area. Then there's the Outlands. In the last few decades, your people have pushed deeper into the galaxy, searching for habitable planets. Uh, but the, there's more settlements than there are kind of established uh, uh, cities and stuff. Then there's the Expanse. A few bold pi- pioneers have delved the far-flung reaches of the Forge. It's a lot more isolated. And then there's the Void. Beyond the Forge, there are only a few isolated stars, vast gulfs of nothing, uh, this is a very dangerous place to travel, and I'm showing uh, our audience kind of what the forge looks like. If you want to think about it, think about it like a, a, a globular cluster. It's circular in shape, and the most populated area is the furthest down 
in the ball. So at the bottom of the ball, which is the closest to the galaxy that we are by, is the most populated area, so the terminus. And then moving out from there, so it's, imagine like if the entire world lived in the, is it Antarctic? Is that the bottom of our planet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so imagine yes, if everybody yeah. lived in the Antarctic, and then as you move out, it becomes more and more or less less habitated. Is that if <laughs> habitable? It is now. Not, yeah. I guess less it's habitable. Friday. Yes. But the point is, is that's what the forge is according to the book. Now, we can change it as much as we like. I doubt that our planet would be in the terminus section. It would probably be in the outlands or the expanse in a less populated yeah. area. Um, but how do we feel about this setup? Do we think we want to lose something about it? Well, if we do the Galaxy Science Fair which is actually quite intriguing i feel like that would actually be towards maybe the edge of the expanse mm-hmm. so therefore we can actually play with the dangers of the void and all that so i feel because mm-hmm. if it's supposed to be like if you are doing experiments you want controlled areas so that's probably why they chose that area where it's less populated and other ships would travel and all that so we would probably be on the border edges of the expanse towards the void. That's my two cents. I think that makes sense. Lex wants us to be in the void, but to be honest with you, there's nothing going on in the void. I but feel we, this, that could be cool though. Like if, if if this is like the thing going on in the void mm-hmm. is like it's it's just like everything is nothing except for these like seven planets of science experiments essentially. And then, like, how do you... And, and like, the, the core of it can be, like, the people in charge of the experiment. So it could be, like, how do we get away from it? How do we help other people? How do we, like... You, you know? Yes, <laughs> yes. I, yeah. I think. They, they use these planets for whatever purpose. And then mm-hmm. whatever they learn, that's what will go ahead and go towards the center. So if there's, like, I don't know, a disease, an experiment, you go to the void, mess around with one of these planets, mm-hmm. use it, see if it works or not. If it does... You carry that back. And if it's not, sure. oh well. Or if it doesn't work, you just jettison it off and it's gone. Sure. Well, yeah, because it's out near the void and all that, then who cares? Because so no one's if... just going to travel there. Right. So, they, like, go ahead. Like, I don't understand how light and space works, but there's a void and it's dark, right? So they right. It's chip on the off edges a little bit of, of the void. It's on the edges of the clusters, is the idea. Yeah. They, they chip off a little bit of the void with a flashlight or what it, whatever it takes. And that's where the, the base of the experiment starts, and they keep coming up with these experiments, and they just keep trying to chip into the void, and the farther they go, the exactly what you said with the planets, but it's them trying to, like, peek into the void by putting experiments out there. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so sounds like we're going to start in the void. And a part of me does want to go to Terminus, so, like, that could be always a long-term, you know, goal is, like, let's see if we can get to the center, you know, and, and make it. But that's a long journey. Um, like, what, like, what would, would people know about the, like, could people at Terminus be completely unknowing of, like, whatever's going on out there? And yeah. people being like, okay, well, we need to, like, like this is a, a humanitarian crisis. We need to, like, deal with it. I don't see how anyone in Terminus would know what's going on in the Void. It, it is pretty common knowledge within Starforge that travel does take a while. So, like, if you're in the Void, it's going to take a while to get to the Expanse, which is going to take a while to get the, to the Outlands, etc. So, right. um, 
this is a big space nonetheless. Um, uh, it's 1,700 light years above, let's say, the Milky Way, you know? So it's it's not terribly far in terms of space terms, but it is a large place that will take a long time to traverse. But I like going into the void. I like, you know, really being on the fringes. It would make sense that experiments would be done out there. Let's talk about... Now that we've kind of settled on, okay, we're in the void. Experiments were being done. There's probably other planets. Let's try to put the Ironlands to the side for a second and just think about what is the society overall in the Forge. Um, let me pull up the truths. So we have to choose some truths. So if you guys go to page 71 in the rule book, there are a bunch of assumptions that we kind of need to make. Um, I'll read some of them for you. One of the assumptions is that this is a perilous future. There was, you know, just like in the Ironlands or Ironsworn, there was some kind of cataclysm or something that sent us away from our galaxy and, and we landed in the forge. This is a chaotic place full of dangers and mysteries. This is a lonely future. With some possible exceptions, humans are the only intelligent life in the galaxy. We don't have to stick to that, but that's the, the vanilla setup for Starforged. This is a diverse future, vibrant mix of peoples and cultures among the humans of the Forge. It's a far-flung future. Settlements lie scattered and often isolated from one another. This is an unexplored future. Discoveries await. Even in settled regions, much of the Forge is unknown and uncharted. This is a wondrous future. The Forge is a galaxy of ancient mysteries, spacefaring creatures, startling phenomenon, and other marvels. This is a retro future. We could also, you know, not have it be super advanced. It could be a little bit more like a Star Wars-y kind of feel, dirty feel. This is a scavenged future. It's a decaying, gritty, and used. Resources are scarce. This is an unjust future where those in power hoard resources and control technologies and impose their will on others, which kind of makes sense for this whole experimentation idea. However, this is a hopeful future. Despite these challenges... Hope remains. Your sworn vows are a manifestation of that hope. I feel like some of these can be like kind of mingled. Merged. Yeah. They, they can totally all be used. This is just kind of like some of the assumptions we should walk into this knowing. Um, you know, you think of like Firefly. You think of Alien. You think of um, what else? What are some other movies? It says it in the Xenon. Oh. oh yes, you're all the 21st century. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. All right. <laughs> I so, want Battlestar Galactica. I, I I Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> and specifically, our 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 situation of our Ironlanders, it is a very Battlestar Galactica kind of situation. Yes. So, um, let's go to some of our truths. So, let's talk about what brought humanity here. Um, the question is, was it a cataclysm? Some examples are the sun plague. Something was blotting out the, the, the soul, the, the suns in our, in our solar system. Uh, another one was we were united in a prolonged war against a foe that basically defeated us and we had to run. And the final option is everything fell apart in an age of chaos. Maybe communication was broken a fascist power came to came to rise. There's also the option of exodus, where we all just had to leave because of some reason. Um, those options include 
We set off on a big journey. Only some of us survived. There was a ragtag fleet of ships. And a mysterious alien gate provided instantaneous one-way passage to the Forge. Let's talk about our past. What? Well, why is humanity in the Forge? I personally... I'm not a fan of this sun plague. That that sounds like some pseudo-scientific bullshit that I, I can't get behind. Aaron, <laughs> all of this is pseudo-scientific bullshit. Everything any of us says is going to be pseudo-scientific bullshit. Because we're all dumbasses except you. Not artificial intelligence taking everything over. I'm rather, I'm quite fond of that one. I like... Okay. I like the idea of it being like a reverse reaper situation where like some advanced machines took over the galaxy so humans had to run. Okay, so we got one for killer AI. I like that. Any other thoughts? I do think that I think it's it's interesting to be so excited about iron and then immediately be very scared of anything made of metal. <laughs> so I, I'm actually for <laughs> I mean, I'm maybe the, the, maybe the only thing well. that you can trust is iron, you know? Like, people uh, have iron tokens and things like that. But, yeah, like, um, do, do ships have advanced artificial intelligence? Because we ended our last session with some artificial intelligence. We did. The this ship had an AI. Now, we're going even further towards Battlestar Galactica right now. But I like, like, so in Battlestar Galactica, you know, they have, like, some level of AI on their ships, but it's like simple and restricted, you know. Mm -hmm. Or like a like a, again another ma like a Mass Effect situation where like they have AI, but they've like placed like these governmental constraints on it so it doesn't get out of hand. I think it'd be interesting if the Ironlanders had a ship that was not protocol, right? Like had a very advanced AI, and everyone else doesn't, right? So then it would like make yeah. them kind of stand mm -hmm. out a little bit. So like Mass Effect. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, go ahead. I, I kind of want to throw this out here. Also, is um okay because I'm almost like kind of merging a little Firefly and like Star Trek into this. And if you, th it's almost like these are dogs that escape the pound from. Sure. So they're on. So they let. They're kind of just now kind of exploring, and it is like that little Battlestar Galactica thing where it's like. All right, things are going south. We're gonna go forward, and they kind of don't know if you're if we're really gonna contemplate this. These guys were literally just like iron sticks and stones and all that. So with KB, they'll probably take a while to learn and all that. But it's like them trying to figure out. And I kind of think we should play with. I do like the idea of like very intense, but I do want some like fun yeah. shit too. Like on like a joyride. <laughs> exactly like we could like uh, like how firefly would just like go and have some like small like fun adventures some may want to stay and some oh, may leave but i do time. think would kind of go forward they don't really know someone else took up okay so we're liking the idea of like an exodus because there was advanced artificial intelligence that kind of pushed us out yeah okay so advanced ai pushed us out of our galaxy and humanity landed in the forge. Um, what's keeping that? What's keeping that AI from just coming and wiping us out in the forge? Um, probably there aren't enough resources out that way to make it worth their while. 
possibly. Right. You know, the forge is in a globular cluster. I wonder if some kind of radioactivity or something is interfering, yeah, like keeping them out. Yeah. Well, if you had, like, something that was pulling out, like, fairly regular EMP bursts, maybe something like that. Maybe that's like one of the clouds, like the globular clouds or whatever. So the so there's some kind of interference that keeps the AI away. Oh man, I was going with like the power of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe it is the power of friendship that keeps the AI away. Make this just like She-Ra or something. Yeah, just power of friendship. That's stupid. <laughs> okay, but we Zakiya. we could make this work. The we way take it away, Zakia. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hear hear me out with this, Aaron. Don't don't hear me out, everyone. But Aaron, hear me out. <laughs> so... Science boy. Yes. Um. So when humans are super or people in space are very close to each other, maybe we'll call it the power of friendship. But there is something going on there with the vibes in space and coming together throws off the AI because they can't handle it. It's something inside of us. It's our love. It's our strength. It's our power. It's our hope that throws off the AI. But it, there's like a like a chemical or something. What about we're the built different. A some, we're built I mean, different. Then what kept, the, pheromones. what kept the AIs from just not being able to be repelled by the hundreds of billions of humans that probably existed in the galaxy. They didn't have friends. Oh, also, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're forgetting something. I forget. Hold on. I just realized. In Iron, um, what we did previously was that our main character actually kind of maybe gave it like respect and treated it differently compared to instead of other civilizations using it as a tool. You're okay. talking about the Black Iron or Iron? I'm talking about Birds? like uh, what's our who, the AI? Who, who did I play? Ashana? I'm, I'm, yes, Ashana. Ashana mm -hmm. like actually was talking to it like it almost had like feelings and stuff, right? Like almost oh, gave it a right. respect. If you're in an advanced civilization, this is like an iPhone. No one thinks Siri. No one thinks Alexa. I mean, I do. If I uh, use I, it, I, I, is <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't trust it. <laughs> but no, no, okay. I think where I was just like, we, we maybe because we do might want to keep that in mind is like to everybody else, like this group of people, they've never really experienced that too. So maybe that could be also somewhat influential. Maybe not the only reason, but that's something to consider. We'll leave power we of also, friendship on the table for now, but go ahead. Go ahead, Allegra. We also do have <laughs> magic. Like, yeah, yeah, we do. Like we very true. much still have magic, so it could just be magic. <laughs> That's true. Did they can't just... come because magic. Charm it. There is a question within Charmed. the uh, the rule book. You know, when you're setting up your world, how does magic kind of fit in this? And yeah, we could say that humanity is maybe special in that they have some kind of magic. Um... Maybe in large numbers, maybe in certain areas or certain places, this magic is kind of enhanced. Mm -hmm. Like it would explain why, like <laughs> <laughs> it would explain, like yeah, there there are friendship ley lines, right? Yes. <laughs> and the globular galaxy is the ley lines coming together and protecting us. So from it kind the of AIs. like enhances it, maybe. 
All right. Yeah. So so here 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 it is. Ready? <laughs> we escaped to the globular cluster known as the Forge, not knowing whether it would work. Somehow it worked. What humanity doesn't know is that the globular cluster is like enhancing our psychic friendship powers in some way. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So, yes. So we think it's like static electricity or EMP or something, but it's it's our our existence within the forge. Yeah. So existing. I did save it. Existing within the forge somehow increases psychic or friendship waves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm really reaching here, but okay, I think I've got well, something here. Well, wait, is the galaxy already open, like ready for us to live there, or did we have to terraform it? That we can decide. I think it would be a very lonely game if we didn't. I think it's more interesting if we are an experiment, then we are just a small speck of a larger story, which is the mm -hmm. the forge, you know, the people that live in the forge. So obviously somebody put humanity or, or you know, this part of humanity onto that planet with that superstorm. Um, so there's other people we're going to interact with that have their own history and their own stories and... Probably don't know anything about the Iron Lands, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, we've kind of settled on w w what our past is. Let's get past this. Let's talk about our communities within the Forge. Uh, few survived the journey to the Forge, and we are scattered to the winds. So very small pockets of humanity. Dangers abound, but there is safety in numbers. So many ships and settlements are united under the banner of one of the founder clans or we have made our mark in this galaxy but the energy storms we call bale fires threaten to undo that progress leaving our communities isolated and vulnerable so all the way from nothing to something but even with something there's things keeping us apart uh, storms and maybe it's hard to send information and stuff between terminus for instance and other places what what, what is everybody feeling there I definitely like the idea of having little clans and factions that our group will come up and discover along the way because then we get a taste of what how people have had to survive in different environments and locations stuff like that i like that yeah so for communities we're gonna put um small factions that stick together but somebody had to have used a lot of resources to put our Ironlanders on that planet. Would you say that there's maybe one really big thing, like one giant corporation or one yeah. massive clan? That would make sense. Yes. One yeah. umbrella corporation. I like I like <laughs> the idea of there being a uh, antagonistic uh, oligarchy. Yeah. So one massive group. Is it a is it closer to a business? Is it closer to a government? Is it closer to a kind of anarchic I think state? It's like, I th here's what I think it is. I think it's like a SpaceX that started a country on Mars type of type of situation, where it was a corporation that maybe was like partially responsible for moving people from the the main body of the galaxy out to the forge, and then in that process there was a power vacuum that they came in and filled, and they became 
a kind of like a, a de facto corporate government. I, I like that. Yeah, like they have no oversight, so they can just do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're they're like the they're like the one company that got everybody out of the galaxy, but when we got to the forge. You know, there wasn't really government in place, and the and the biggest power was this corporation. So it's it's probably achieved a kind of um, reverie, you know, kind of status. It's almost like you know, you, I'm sure by now it's not called a corporation; it's like a church or a a state of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to call it the jungle. I understand that we probably shouldn't, but. What is the jungle? Why not? This corporation? Explain, explain that yes. to me. Just thinking about other names of jungles that are very powerful companies. Oh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just called it uh, Jungle or Jungle Corp or. Um, yeah, you could just call it The Jungle. I actually think The Jungle's a great company name. Okay. Yeah, do you work for The Jungle? I do. The Jungle. Uh, d- does so it's definitely like its headquarters would be like in Terminus, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I wonder if but have, it like, would have satellite. like the most like outposts or something like that yeah. spread out. Yeah, like a satellite at the center of the science fair. The most outposts, okay, and and it would obviously be leading this experiment that the Ironlanders would put were put upon, right? Leading. Yeah these series of experiments. Okay. So we have the jungle and we've established that there are smaller factions, none of them able to kind of, you know, get, get past the, 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 the monolithic size of, of the jungle. I kind of want to just throw this out here for the jungle. I do think it would be hilarious if there were like, merchandise just fyi if we're gonna go fun with it like company because you gotta think like a company so it's just like it's like branded across the universe are you you saying that there's like collectible items that we can collect along the way just to give it like some little fun project (laughs) so everything is branded for the jungle why not because if we're dealing with it's because it's not just probably one company right it's this is just their couple this is their couple experiments there's if the, if you really think about it, there would probably be, you'll have the you'll have the jungle, the orchard. You can figure that company out. You could do a couple the of them. Orchard. The it's orchard. a code slang for for. Uh, that's that's giving me like people in pods, matrix, energy. Uh, maybe the orchard is a, a, a cloning or like a revivification uh, uh, yes. group of some kind. An apple a day. That's, and that's the motto. <laughs> oh, we're creating a dark future <laughs> <laughs> this is yes wow. this is the corporate corporocracy that we are inevitably going to find ourselves in i think oh i'm sick yeah. has, have you um has anybody else read altered carbon no, no. seen the show first season of the show it's kind of, i'm thinking like almost like so in, in altered carbon they have like this thing set up where they like like you're like they've completely gotten to the point where they've separated the concept of self from the body and you can just like hop into like you know another body like as you see fit, um, and they actually use that for um, interstellar transportation too. So like if you want to hop from like one planet to another that's like a bunch of light years away, instead of like getting on a ship and going there, they pull you out of the body that you're in, and they just 
you know, radio the information over, uh, and you are kind of just downloaded to a new body. Okay. Uh, that kind of that the, that orchard concept kind of just gave me it gave me that That's sort of a vibe. Really yeah. cool. I like that. So the that orchard would travel fast. The orchard transfers consciousness to a different body. This is for long range travel. Mm-hmm. Um, like the elite of the. I, I was gonna yeah. say it's probably just for the elite. Yeah. yeah. Everyone else is just, you know, slow, you know, via ships. Uh, ships, exactly. There's got to be a Ferrari company. I'm just saying we have to, like, we'll call it, like, okay, something horse related. I don't know. But think about, like, you would have, if you're going to have, like, you sh- there could be one that's, like, only elite that'd be, like, very fast ships that could ships. travel like that. Oh, you mean the stallions? Yeah, there you go. The stallions, it is. Okay, so the st- remind me again. The stallions are like the the main guys that create ships, or what? Fancy. Think of it this way: like fancy, over the top, luxury uh, vehicles. So not only could they get uh, from point A to point B much faster, but it is you can do things almost like where it's like a yacht or a smaller one, but it's extremely fast. Now but all it, I want is our Iron Lander, our Iron Landers to steal a stallion. That is my nice. that's my goal. As soon as I play this game, I'm like, we're stealing a fucking stallion. Let's go. <laughs> I will always t- I will always do a Tokyo Drift in every game we can. So that's why. <laughs> I don't. Can you Tokyo Drift space? Yes, you can. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you can figure we it out. We have day space out. Do you mean Tokyo Drift something in space or Tokyo Drift space itself? I don't, no. the yeah, I don't need yes. that. <laughs> Can't even. Aaron. <laughs> but yeah, you drift in space. Space elves, everybody. Okay. Gay space elves. So why not? We have the jungle, we have the orchard, and we have the stallions. These are uh, major organizations that deal with certain things. I kind of think we should maybe just define. Because now you're making me think, okay, maybe there's only, like, in, in Dune, there's only, like, you know, a couple of organizations called guilds that control everything. So, like, there's the Spacefaring Guild that does all the travel. There are, you know, the, the, the hegemonic uh, families that kind of control planets. And then there's, like, the, the, the sisters, the Bene Gesserit, that, like, control education and stuff. So, um, we have merchant, we have the jungle for, like, economy right like they basically like are the economy their production there's the orchard which does travel and then there's the stallions that i think we can also add that they build ships and stuff too yeah, yeah. well orchard could also be more think of it this way that could be also ai because if you're tr- uh, doing consciousness it's like technology uh but if the, if the humans ran from ai are they gonna want to yeah. like be like be- we had ai fuck <laughs> It would be more like it would be more like the they like th- this this orchard organization would have a way of encoding consciousness and transferring it from from one. So like not AI. Shell to another. So maybe they're like a medical like. Yeah, yeah like, so like um, if you like if you die, they can like biological repo men. To a different body yeah, by um, medical repo men. I like that. Okay. We need a tech base one. We're literally just like picking and choosing from different. Hey, that's fine. We're like, that's and this is from this one, and this is from this one, and this is our universe. There are no new ideas under the sun, in my opinion. <laughs> or over it. Or over it. There's, hey. the, there's the jungle that is already involved with like technology and stuff. There's the orchard. The jungle should be the or- overlord. That is the big sure. one. The jungle should be like the top tier one. 
yeah. I think we just need like maybe one more organization that is kind of involved with just like like education and food and and that kind of stuff like more just kind of agricultural stuff all right everybody what's a food company right, that's i think it needs to be like i'm sorry what was that like wrong? is it the cornucopia i don't hate that i like that that's a great one okay do we want them to be like in direct opposition to the others for or like were they like they're like we need to get back to the land and we need to get back to like simpler oh. times rather than like technologically no, I what think if they're like they're... a faction of it or, or are they like darker i think they're like big agriculture type Ooh. type dudes yeah 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 oh. big agro wait. wait wait are we talking like they are the corporate or is the cornucopia like a faction that is against what they're doing and they want to go back to more of a simpler type of thing I feel like I feel like we're saying that like they're they're like the big agriculture fuckers who are like yeah and like if they yeah, control the food they control the people kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like using technology is fine if it furthers their interests, but outside right. of that. So they control food production and distribution. Should we do a fifth company instead of uh should we do five? Right now we have one, two, three, four, five. Four. Oh. The jungle, which is involved with pretty much Every like it's it, like it's the production arm of the of the galaxy. There's the <laughs> orchard, which is medical. There are the stallions, which are like like travel, and then there's cornucopia, which is like food distribution, food production. So fifth one. Yeah, that's four. That's four. Oh, okay. One, two, three, four. No, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah. You're you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I keep seeing a word that th I keep thinking it's uh. <laughs> Another one. So yes, let, let's come up with another one. If if what's another facet that we're not thinking of? Defense. Education. Defense. Defense. But are we our own defense? We're kind of our own defense by being like friendship. Water. Tech. Uh, I feel like education's the last big one we haven't touched because like if we don't have people coming up that are following through with whatever deals yeah. are already. Unless we assume that education is more of like a localized thing where yeah. it's just mm -hmm. like individual communities are responsible for educating their, their kids. And... But would they want to run the risk of like people having like ideas? True, if it were going for more of a totalitarian um, yeah. government. Yeah, are we going, yeah, like are we going totalitarian? Are we going like factions? Hunger Games. Yeah, kind of. And I feel yeah. like we're I feel like we're leaning more totalitarian. So actually I think that does make sense that there'd be some sort of maybe it's not like, like a, of course there are like sprinkles of like here's yeah. what's really up. Maybe it's less of like a corporation and more of like a, an organization that kind of represents the interests of all all of those four mega corporations and, and make sure Well what's that great about corporations is we can play a lot with internal stuff. So even though that's the main thing, it's not the only thing. And you can also have one company take out another company secretly because they're all trying to plot each other. Like Well, yeah, I mean of course there's gonna be some corporate espionage going on, but we're talking more about like how do they handle like disseminating information and, and educating children and making sure that no one no one comes up with um, information that would be deemed as like dangerous to that kind of oligarchic totalitarianism. I think the thing that might kill all the birds with one stone is that there is a group that squashes the beef between the other companies, but also like most of that beef is 
essentially because we're not like fighting wars in the street it is like information or like a cold war situation so they're mostly yeah specializing in intelligence which thank you ladybug yeah i think um, i think that's definitely the the, the yeah. best way to go about it some kind of intelligence agency yeah. i mean I, I could see this intelligence agency also being like a hey come to us and we'll educate your children kind of a thing yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. take it's, these free textbooks we made yeah yeah exactly okay so this this faction this is reminding me of like legend of the seeker or something like that but what if like this one that's the information is the kind of the one that rang their job is to make sure the other four keep in line in a way because you could have technically non-stop war going on with all of this right so their kind of job is to always be the ones in the know and basically keep everyone in line in a way so if one fall if like if this one goes then everything can go uh, honestly, like, uh, go ahead. Like an industry, like an industry trade group. Yeah, and it's kind of like this spoken pact agreement around. They're like, okay, yeah, that's the reason. And you could always have one is going to say f the agreement and just go anyways. But that's the intention of, or at least towards everyone in the public is, they're like this one's there for knowledge and it's for everybody. Yeah. Well, I kind Ooh. of like I I see what you're saying, Amanda, and I kind of think. Um, it reminds me what you're saying reminds me a little bit of like cyberpunk where they have um, almost like they have like embassies and like treaties between the different organizations so yeah. I, it does make sense that there would be some sort of um like a sort of a legal uh, a judicial system that that manages the relationship between the corporations a part of me kind of thinks it would be religious almost in a way um again i'm thinking of the bene Gesserit who are very much like a religious organization that only allow women, I think, but they also a whole bunch of weird stuff in terms of like controlling intelligence. Did does anyone remember Legend of the Seeker? There's this woman called Kaylin. Did anyone watch this show <laughs> way back when? Well, there was a group of women that uh, I'm forgetting their name off the top of her head, but you couldn't lie to them because they had the power to always get the truth no matter what, and kings and queens Ooh. had no power. They were always they were the top tier so they would go in settle any dispute and they could figure out who was lying like the and lion cat and saga something yeah something like that so yeah. and that'd be kind of because they were only women too who had this because it was like a certain magic so if you had this faction of if you want to do all women and stuff you can have it that they like with education and all that they can go in and all companies kind of like okay they we kind of not say bow down to them, but they always have to refer to them because they're a neutral party no matter what. Well, I, I like the idea that they have technology of some kind that yeah. they cannot be lied to. You know, they, they, they are able to detect. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's even, like, organic, like, it's built into them. Like, they can sense pheromones when you're lying or something like that. They can sense your, like, you know how everyone's body's different when you're fibbing and all that? They, they break it down to a science. Well, and I wonder if it's, like, some sort of, like, because it seems like at this technology level, there has to be some sort of cybernetic implant implantation. Yeah, yeah, it's something like so that. I'm almost, yeah, I'm almost wondering if they have like some some something like fitted into into them that lets them um, pick up on on those signals. Aaron, you might know. Uh, like, how would Vulcans read minds? Is that it was just part of their? They I had don't think a... there was like a. I don't think there was like a explanation. They just touched you. And... I think. Yeah, it was just mind melt. <laughs> mind melt. Yeah. It was physical touch. Like, isn't it like? Yeah. It was, was it any touch or was it like face touch? It would like touch them in a certain way, like on their yeah. face. It was like a yeah. That's where they also they did it with a whale. 
Yeah, they did. Remember that movie where he was mind shelter with a whale? Don't you dare. That is amazing. I did cry. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I cried like a baby. (laughs) So I like the idea that it's. did mind meld with a whale. Yeah, I like the idea that it's like maybe something built into them, a wet works kind of a thing. Um, so that's that's the intelligence agency. Uh, it's lovely to have a name of some kind. Um, I like a water theme, but I can't think of anything like threat. It's either too threatening, like the flood, or too light, like the puddle. Hmm. The ripple! Oh my god! The ripple! The ripple! I like you that. Went on a, you ripple. went on a journey. You went on a journey, and, and you got there. And I'm glad we were there with you to, to watch the it. Ripple. <laughs> the ripple. The ripple. Okay, we've defined our community. Let's let's talk a little bit about iron in general. Now, in the Iron Lands, it was super important. People swore on it. Here in space, does that does that continue? I mean, I kind of think it it's should tricky. in its own way. Yeah. Well, but it's yeah. tricky though because black iron. because in like when you're talking about like space technology iron raw just just iron in and of itself has a very little useful application so it would almost be i almost imagine it becoming like it might even um become like gold because gold is in on a uh, you know galactic scale gold is plentiful plentiful and is useful you know you make stuff out of it but iron might be a little bit more like uh niche or decorative Unless it's, you know, of course it's used in steel production, but... Yeah. So, well, our black like iron has, like, got some type of magical property Magic, to yeah. it, right? So, yeah. there's got to be some weight to it. But wasn't there that also only specific like for a... our planet? <clears throat> exactly. Like, that might be, like, a... That might become, like, a cultural-specific thing just for our Ironlanders. And then if we go somewhere else and we're like, yes, it's an iron vow, and here's black iron, they're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? And, every, like, I feel like every planet's going to have its own, like nigh religious or rela- relationship with iron mm-hmm. yeah so or like, like go ahead a different thing for like a different material of each place might like material the material might differ but the consistency of the like fortitude with it my words aren't working <laughs> you know what i mean yes it's friday we get it don't worry so look there's three <laughs> options that the book gives iron vows are sworn upon the remnants of ships that carried our people to the forge Interesting. Iron vows are sworn upon totems crafted from the enigmatic metal we call black iron. Or the iron sworn bind their honor to iron blades. Uh, And to explain, aboard a starship where stray gunfire can destroy fragile equipment, the brutal practicality of a sword makes more sense. So you're not shooting (laughs) lasers on a ship, you're using swords and stuff. So those are the three options as to why iron is still kind of around. Yeah, I personally don't don't like that last one because when it comes to um, like combat and stuff, you could you can compensate for it by lowering the power of the firearm such that they wouldn't penetrate the hull. Um, I, I, like I like the, the swearing. Of totems. Yeah, oh, I totems. like that okay. one. <laughs> let, let me read it more. Because it's detail. got like the innate magic with it. Black iron well. was first forged by a long dead civilization. Some say it's a living metal mm, attuned to the hidden depths of the universe. Remnants of this prized resource are found within ancient sites. It is resistant to damage and corrosion, but can be molded using superheated plasma. The iron sworn carry weapons, armor, or tokens crafted from black iron and swear vows upon it. Maybe there's black iron of different sorts on different 
planets and and like just because on the planet we've come from it was forged from like dead people in the storm for too long it might in on other like the way it's comes about might differ on other planets mm -hmm. but the like core material is still the same and it, and like the magical properties that it may or may not possess quite could it also if you think about it it's uh, you know how like in like the mandalorian like baskar uh metal is very precious because it's only on that planet and whatnot but if it's like black iron especially because it came literally from their world generations prior it's almost yeah like something like where it's i like how you're saying like on that planet it's unique because it literally came from their ancestors does that make sense where in others <laughs> it could be Maybe not. It's just a different variety of that. But I, I like the idea of, like, our Black Iron is more magical because it literally came from a bloodline. Mm-hmm. I like that. So different societies have different beliefs on what the Black Iron is and how to use it. You know, how, how does the jungle use Black Iron? Is it is it something that it's seeking for something or... I is... just think it's material. Or... They don't really care. It's just like, all right, you use it. Or it could be like maybe they're like, like firmly against the black iron because it's like they see it as like this, this like backwater like old school like like almost almost um, what's the word I'm looking for like from long time ago. Um, oh oh yes yeah um, you know what. I'm... <laughs> it's it's the kind of the fallacy the like ancient wisdom thing is that what you're talking yes, about? Yes, that's kind of yes. what I'm going. Like it's like. This is like this is ridiculous. Like we have all this, these other better materials we can use. Why are you still like caught on this black iron? Yeah. But hear me out. What if black iron? Obsolete. That's the word. Thank you, Ladybug. Yeah. What if black? <laughs> but this is a little bit. This is a little. I guess this is kind of in con contrary to that a little bit. But um, medicate your cab, Allegra. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what if black iron isn't? technically iron they call it black iron because they didn't have a better name sure what if it's actually like something that's really really naturally dense like uranium like it has some light radioactive properties which means that you can do a couple of things with it one it can be used to create high density penetrators which means that it has i I know what I said, <laughs> but yes. it can be it can be used to make really effective um, weaponry, specifically ship to ship weaponry that you know the kind that's capable of penetrating really like thick thick hulls. And Allegra, shh, shh. <laughs> or, you're the one saying it. But but it's what it, but I'm saying what it is. Yeah, <laughs> really dense penetrators. I got yeah, you. Right. <laughs> so so you're you're saying the jungle would want this stuff. Yeah, so you could make weapons out of it. You could also, um, assuming that that was the case, it would also probably have radioactive properties, which means you could use it for uh, energy production or to make nuclear weapons. Like, it's uh, more radioactive say, than, also, than uranium. There's the love magic. out of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it could be, could it be both? Who's to say? Yes. So the, the corporations want it for weapons, energy... Did I miss anything else? That's basically the summary yeah. of the very rambly thing yeah. that I just yeah. said. Yeah. I have a quick question on science 
versus magic are you're, we making you're asking it the that... wrong crowd but go ahead <laughs> well, no 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 what, no no because i i'm i'm going with the thor option of why not have both you have signs and magic oh, yeah. together yes. my question was more of according to some of these corporations and whatnot do they just dismiss magic as like that's do they like how can i say that do they think it's just like science not explained yet? I don't think Get so. Running, like, yeah, I don't think so. They, they, I think it's something different. Yeah, because because like we would be missing out if we had like psychics or, or telekinesis or something like you know these corporations are going to totally be experimenting with magic to I try to okay. weaponize it or or whatever. So okay, so so we swear iron vows on black iron totems uh, that you can find throughout the the galaxy. It's a kind of living metal that has magical properties. Different societies have different beliefs on it, and the corporations want it for weapons and energy. Let's penetrate. to penetrate things exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about laws. Let's talk about how the law of the of the galaxy works here. Um, we've got three suggestions. Either it's a completely lawless frontier, laws and governance vary across settled domains, or communities are bound under the terms of something called the covenant. A charter established after the Exodus, the organization called the Keepers is sworn to uphold those laws. We didn't we didn't think of of the cops of the universe, so maybe Love the Keepers are another. Space cop. Space cop. I guess I was just assuming it would be almost like a private corporate security, where like each yeah. corporation has like their own private security force. Okay. Yeah. And like the the people on on the ground who may not be in, directly involved in the corporations just kind of have their own like. Yeah, and like otherwise, it's frontier justice. Yeah. Okay. So... I do think the Ripple should have a police force called the Drip, so people can say respect. Yes. It is. <laughs> Even so... if that's not their real name, it's the, the drip. drip. Got it. Got it's it. It's like the colloquial name is the Drip. So the corporations have their own police forces, uh, according to uh, the areas they control. Otherwise, it's lawless. Yeah, you're yeah. on your own. So you're vigilant okay. and shit. And obviously, like, if there's a, uh, a an outpost or something, they probably have their own sort of justice in some way. Yeah. Okay. I think it would be cool to see two areas competing for, like, a lawless outpost, too. Sure. Just trying to, like, over-advertise to claim it That's as their own. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about religion. Our gods failed us and we left them behind. Our faith is as diverse as our people, or there are three dominant religious orders known as the Triumvirate. I don't know if you guys remember, we came up with something called the Triumvirate, uh, who battle for influence and power within the Forge. It's funny. I, I do. I feel like it should vary. A part of me does think that, uh, like, you know, enough time with a bunch of corporations running things, like, there's going to be some kind of zealotry. Like, one of them is going to be mistaken for a religion, you know what I mean? Maybe the orchard or... Give it you know, enough yeah. time. I think if we're talking about a large enough time scale. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. the... Well, the orchard is literally, like, bringing people back. Not literally bringing people back from the dead, but... Kind of literally. Kind of literally. Yeah, that could get weird pretty <laughs> quick. Could, the I feel like... Really I feel like if you think about it, we can go a couple ways. Like, in certain eras, especially, like, outposts and all that stuff... We can do that. Like, there, it's a religion, all that. And then, like, maybe towards the center, because it is the city and all that, it's not so much a religion. It's just like, all right, 
it's McDonald's. You just know it as Mickey D's and that's it. That's where you, it, like you can we can play with that. So is that I, the idea of like it all across that? It just like I feel like in certain areas, maybe especially the cities, they don't consider it a religion. It's like very transactional. And maybe outwardly you could if you want to. I, I like that idea. Or like pot really? like pockets of, of like zeal like like Serge was saying like pockets of zealotry where people are like this is definitely a religion and there are other people that are like this is definitely not yeah okay yeah I find that interesting that like the farther away from terminus that you go like the people that do interact with the corporations do have more of a kind of naturally <laughs> I feel like humans naturally fall into this where they do have these 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 uh uh not beliefs but uh uh. I could see why they would see that, like, the Orchard is a religious organization or, or it would form into a religious organization on the edges of society. And you could still have zealots even within the city. I'm not saying that's not applicable. Because I, I, I think you could have, like what you said, pockets where certain areas and even you have certain cities because the closer you are, that doesn't mean it's just one big city. There's a couple of cities. Maybe some are, like, as san francisco and some are just like dallas texas and all that that's where you can still have like you can play with that variety i, I think no this way. leads us to an important thing which is that the only way for that in my opinion for it to kind of work is that communication is difficult so like if i'm on some backwater planet and the orchard comes and brings everybody to life like yeah i would maybe start assuming they're religious or, or have a religious affinity for them and it's because – and then people like in Terminus have a little bit more of an educated scientific view of any of these organizations, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, – uh, uh, which is one of our categories, communication and data. We're kind of establishing that information between the sectors is a little hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so between sectors – Information. The Wi-Fi drops. The Wi-Fi drops frequently. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, is is like at this point, like internet or Wi-Fi, so important to travel that it would be a stallion issue or like subject, because oh. then that would explain why not everyone has access to it. Also, like clouds or uh, well, ion. Elaborate. Well, I, I don't get what you mean, Zakia. Oh, like if if it's really hard for someone like you were saying on like a backwater planet to communicate with someone on Terminus. Not necessarily because they don't have the money, but just like the distance. Stallion has no reason to put a bunch of like routers out there. Uh, like there's no one spending money. Like they don't need to be connected to their bank account or whatever, or space Apple Pay to do whatever Stallion wants to do. Orchard Pay, Orchard Pay. We don't want to orchard be sued. Pay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I like this. So between sectors, information is sparse, um, and and Stallion. Um, is slow to to spread the ease of communication. Mm -hmm. um, They'll put the towers up eventually. Yeah. Be beyond or, or like beyond terminus, information like the, is like traded. Maybe uh, it's it's more of just like a bartering type of thing. Yeah. Or there, awesome. if like within the like the orchard and the the. Um, all of them that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head at this moment. Like there's like ships that hang out on either side of like 
the line between all the sectors and they like that's how they pass information because information can go really easily between like within the sector but crossing sectors yes. it could be well, like hey like this is like a job for like everyone has like a job at the edge of the sectors and that's yeah. how they pass information yeah. you know what's you know what's this is kind of bouncing off of that a little bit but what what yeah. might be interesting is if like so we're, we're establishing that you know communication is difficult but i'm imagining like it's very because of radiate radiation you know interference from yep from just the sheer distance just the sheer distance yeah. is incredible well yeah. it, that's true so i mean you, you know information transfer is limited to light speed but aside from that like i'm wondering if there's like you know you have trouble getting a signal from point a to point b because there's a source of interference between the two locations so i almost wonder if there's almost like a uh, a network of like data running ships that like yeah, traverse yeah, yeah. those like a like a ship with a like a huge rack of servers in them it's that a collect server a bunch ship. Of, that well, collect a bunch of information and travel like, physically traverses race. the distance and then transfers the information on well the that other is side. the ripple the ripple is the organization that is obsessed with communication and and technology and uh, excuse me information in particular intelligence so are we saying that it's the ripple that kind of has these outposts on the edges of these sectors yeah, yeah. No, I feel like they have like relay race ships that they like bop into each other, like because you can't you can't cross that whole distance on your own, so you have to like like jump ships. Yeah, the has to jump between ships. And especially if the ripple's supposed to be like a neutral thing, because you don't want to skew info. If they're all about that, you well, can have it. And also, well, that we know of. That's what yeah. they would say in their about me part of the website. Publicly. Yeah. But uh, also, like, the elements of space, like, I think where Aaron's, like, I don't know, black holes, ion. Like, there's a whole bunch of, like, dangerous things in between everything that causes information to not get tra travel out as far. Hmm. Makes sense. Okay. We're, we're making good progress. Let's keep going. Let's talk about magic. Uh, we, we have already kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, the options are magic does not exist. Supernatural powers are wielded by those rare people we call paragons. Uh, these are people with either genetic engineering, psychic experimentation, uh, magitech, ancient knowledge held by secretive orders, or unnatural energies flow through the forge. Magic and science are two sides of the same coin. I think we established that magic and science weren't the same thing. And it, it and then I, I, uh, words, they're gone. Um, <laughs> I mean, theoretically, if magic existed, it would be part of the physical world, the, the world that it can would. be measured, right? Right. So so it could be part of a world. I really like this idea of, like, maybe some people have these these either genetic or, or evolutionary advantages, uh, these paragons. So there are people in the universe that just, like, have abilities, um, maybe yeah. through nanotechnology and stuff like that. Are we, like talking like how the jedi have the force and all that technically every the force but not midichlorians <laughs> you have to accept it, <laughs> it, no, it no. everyone technically has it whether your metachlorian count is very low or very high but what you can if we want to go like on a biological maybe certain either species people and all that just have an inherent nature to get magic easier or you could do it like where someone does study you could still have humans obviously that can be uh like susceptible to magic in a certain way well what about the fact that the forge could possibly enhance our innate magical abilities being here you know it's like superman in a yellow sun it, 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 it gives Ooh. us something that we weren't aware of that's true that would explain you know 
Ironlanders and their powers and things like that, we're, we're in a place that kind of enhances it for us. I like that. I also think that either would make, that would make someone like the Iron Prophet either the, the best wizard in the world or like completely nerf him once he gets to space. <laughs> well, how, how do you mean? Like if, if everyone is born with special magic inside of them and when they go to space, <laughs> space exacerbates their inner magic. Well, okay, Zakia, let me um let me let me let me take that and apply um something to it. Because so like there's in quantum mechanics, you know, there's this thing called a wave function. And you know, it's when you hear about like Schrodinger and you know like measurements okay. affect the system and nothing really happens until you've observed it. I wonder if it's like the type of thing where for whatever reason maybe there's like some sort of radiation source that activates something that that would be more of kind of the magical component but maybe for whatever reason like humans become better at collapsing a wave function and what i mean by that is that people some people have like more influence over how physical events resolve so yeah they can like manipulate yeah. things on a quantum level to make things yeah you can justify why some people are better at it than others for sure yeah the 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 wave function, closing of the wave function, or or what, how, how did you phrase it, Aaron? <laughs> collapsing, collapsing, the collapsing the wave function. That's the way the jungle sells it. <laughs> I know you said English words, and I know they are were in a sentence. Literally, people. Some people can make quarks go to bed. Yes. <laughs> what I got. Yes. Well, that, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. I buy it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Is cool. yeah. what the jungle calls it. Okay, okay, cool. Um, we've talked about communication. It's sparse. It's difficult to get outside of your own uh, region. Let's talk about medicine. We did already come up with um, this organization, the Orchard. The options that we have, that or that the book suggests, are our advanced medical technologies and expertise was lost during the Exodus. To help offset a scarcity of medical supplies and knowledge, the technicians we call riggers create basic organ and limb replacements. Or the menders, or the orchard, are an order of sworn healers who preserve our medical knowledge and train new generations of caregivers. I think that's, we're kind of leaning towards that third option there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so it is a sworn group of healers. I, I wonder if it doesn't have some kind of a religious connotation to it. Right. You can have a little bit of both if you think some are and some aren't. Space clerics. Gotcha. Uh, We're gonna <laughs> space clerics. Space clerics. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on to artificial intelligence, I think we have decided that um, artificial intelligence is not something that is common. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> we do have a ship that has artificial intelligence, so we'll have to rectify that. Maybe it was one of those ships that uh, was sent out long ago and just kind of got split from the group and landed in in the void. Yeah. I have a weird thing about this a little bit because I know we want to be restrictive with AI, but this is like multiple advanced different cultures, so that's where I'm like, maybe well, and some. That's, that's why I kind of like the idea of like, because, you know, there's different kinds of AI. And there's there's some that could grow the be that could grow to be more dangerous than others. And I'm wondering if that they've like okay, some AI is okay for certain applications, but there's limits to how far you can push it. Hmm. 
Maybe I'm just lazy. I'm like, I would love AI to do half of my shit in life. Where I'm like, yeah, go to. I don't trust the aliens. I don't trust the. I don't trust the robots. Yeah, I trust the robots better than people half the time. Wait, no, did we do Sergio? Uh, I'm here. Oh, sorry, you just stopped moving. And uh, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, okay, I think, like, so, like, maybe levels Wally and below are allowed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cute and fluffy. Wally is a religious text. Yeah. yeah. That's, actually, that's actually a really good example because Wally is about the singularity, so. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, we're all very tired and you're using a lot of science words. Thank you. We're yeah. like, we're underwater here, friend. You gotta <laughs> dumb it down. You gotta dumb it down to like public school level, bro. <laughs> I would so, say that like- There's no advanced have, AI. Yeah, like they, like I would say that they might probably have a rule that like, you can't make an AI that performs human tasks yeah. better than a human. Yeah. I, I think I have yes. something that could work a little bit because ah. I do love KB so much on this ship. What if that was like many moons ago, that was something they pursued, but as you could see, AI started to go south very Terminator-like, Skynet, and then unlike our world, they actually shut that shit down, and basically you could say they jettisoned or something with anything that was remaining. They it was It's like kind of like higher... AI is illegal. Like yeah. certain, like something yeah. like that with advanced thought like that. Wally's good, but anything above that is either regulated for a certain purpose, has to be in like the corporate, like in the main cities yeah. for a very specific reason. Right. Other than that, it's highly legal. And if you're caught with it, that is like punishable in a certain way because left unchecked. Yeah. Maybe KB's the only AI with a heart. The survivor. Yes. I, I think the that's probably the AI who yeah. figured out how to love. Uh, all right, yo. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get there, but uh, <laughs> we are going to the point is still the same. Robot love me. This it's... is our our ship loves us. Okay. Right. So KB loves us. KB is an anomaly. It's 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 one in a million. There are yeah. no ships yeah. with artificial intelligence that is but beyond with that. Though, I wonder if it's almost like um, there's like a protective relationship where like the people on our ship are trying to keep her on like the down low so that no no oh, one yeah. finds out about it yeah. so well yeah. but the thing is would we know we wouldn't know we that. wouldn't know that yeah. because no. we've just been on we've just been on Good planet point. for so, so long it's, it's like, something we've got to like learn yeah but the yeah, point yeah, yeah. is i guess the point is, is that was that would be a potential source of, of for sure, like eventually sure. we'll, we'll get to that point sure. For sure. and they were on the planet for such a long time so technically they are from that time if you think oh about it oh my god they might worship the ai the Ironlanders. <laughs> they well, might possibly from their, from their perspective they the ai on the ship would be like some sort of divine savior that brought them out of the storm what True. if the ai was escaping because of all that stuff and it, like in you that's how if you think uh, about it, there's a couple ways it could have gone down and that's and remember when that storm happened it literally froze in time practically for a long long time until it opened up again so technically a huge time gap happened where wherever it was no longer exists so it's literally one of the last of its kind well if the, if the planet was a if the planet was an experiment then then kb was put on there intentionally possibly yeah well or, it, yeah kb it, could have ahead. been put there before the jungle put humans on oh, okay, there, okay, right? okay so okay, like okay, okay. So, the, so the way far. i think about it, it could is have been like a trash trash planet yes yeah and imagine like you know we all had this exodus 
and there were all these ships with AI, and one of them got lost or diverted course and ended up out in the void, crashed on the yeah. planet, you know? What if what if they used like the storm like this they made this is I don't this might be in conflict with something we've already said but they used the storm to like dispose of dangerous things and like hold it in in, in stasis. Or what if the ship went to the storm because it knew that's a place to hide for right now because it was so hot it's like all right I'm gonna go into like a like a sleep and then hopefully I'll wake up and this shit will be solved. Is the storm what happens when KB refuses to go back? N I don't no, think the I storm is caused by KB. Okay. No, no, no. The storm, the storm was like a science experiment. Okay. And they just decided to like that's the only solution it had at this time, and it was already damaged. So technically, it just maybe it didn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like, I like, I like this. I like that we're giving our AI a backstory that I care about. <laughs> hey, yeah. In fact, makes this, sense. This is going makes, to make yeah. me very. It's literally Kevin Bacon, and I was just like, no. <laughs> Are there wars going on in the forge? Is it like yeah. it, like Zakia described, like a cold war between corporations? I think I think yeah. there'd have to be corporate yeah. cold war. Yep. Um, yeah. So so w what does that look like? Is it just a constant kind of vie for power? Is it um, trying to maintain a balance? I think it would. I mean, yeah, I think it would be more of like each one is trying to one up the other. And yeah. From my perspective, I think it would be less of a, a shooting war, and I think it would play out more through, in terms of, like, electronic warfare and corporate espionage. Yeah. Yeah. Espionage. But if communication is scarce, would there be such a heavy war going on? We're all spread out. Potentially that might more. also be... If there's yeah. limited, like, if there's limited bandwidth, then yeah, maybe that's the, the, the resource that they're fighting over, is, is bandwidth. So trying to destroy... Spreading either... Spreading information that weakens one of the other organizations through the ripple. So maybe their whole goal is either to confuse or pay off the ripple to to spread their yeah influence. Thank like you. everyone in the ripple has like a different kind of like thing that they're thought. more leaning towards. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, okay, so there's a little bit of a cold war. Let's talk about life forms. Uh, either this is a perilous and often inhospitable galaxy, but life finds a way. Uh, so life is diverse. Many sites and planets are infested by dreadful forge spawn. These aberrant creatures threaten to overrun other life in the galaxy. Or life in the forge was seeded and engineered by the Essentia, ancient entities who enact their inscrutable will in this galaxy. Gay that space aliens. One. That's all. Thank I you. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but I, I feel like it should be diverse. I feel like we should, we should see different kinds of, different kinds of weird things. And like, if we're living in the middle of like a globular place that like has an effect on our what was it wave something, um, the wave waveforms. What was wave? Aaron, what was I the word? I don't see how it's related to this, but wave functions. Well, it, wave function. if, if that's the way, if the wave function, <laughs> if the wave functions are getting affected by like space <laughs> reasons. There's yes. no reason that like our physical forms haven't been affected by space reasons too, and there could be other things that were there before we were there, and then they're friends. Gotcha. Diverse <laughs> life. Let's talk about the precursors. Um, space is big. In terms of precursors, over eons, a vast number of civilizations rose and fell within the forge. Today, the folk we call grubs, scavenge crews, and audacious explorers delve into the mysterious monuments and ruins of those ancient beings. 
Uh, there's the Ascendancy, an advanced spacefaring empire that once ruled the Forge. They had vaults of inscrutable purpose, uh, but those are... They're now gone, these people. Um, and then the biomechanical life forms we call the remnants, engineered by civilizations as weapons in a cataclysmic war, survived the death of their creators. So it's kind of like a threat there, an antagonist called the remnants. Um, how, how do we view our precursors? Was there anyone here before us in the forge? I like the idea of there being like a like a like a dead alien race that that there's like left like ruined space stations and stuff behind to explore. And... But yeah, we know very little about them. I, I would assume like most of these corporations really want to get their hands on their relics and stuff. But at the moment, there's not a lot known because maybe these um, places exist farther out of terminus. Maybe they're in the more out yeah. outreaches. Well, here's a th here's a thought. What if? Because I'm wondering if, like, as a society, if these people have like any interest of like getting back to their home solar system and or like reclaiming their their home territory in like in the main body of the galaxy. And I wonder if like there's an interest in getting some of this alien technology because maybe that they they think that there's something there that might facilitate them. Uh, being able to retake their homeland. I think that's a totally legit reason to be looking after these things. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, I'll write that down. Uh, want um, ancient technology to possibly find a way back. All right, making good progress here. Let's talk about the horrors. Oh, wait, wait. Amanda's connecting the dots. I've been watching it. Please. Okay. Go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Amanda. Okay. Don't keep bear, us waiting. Bear, bear with me. I have an idea to really make our lives a little bit hellish. Do so, it. When don't we do? Well, when don't we do this? Now, I don't think. I do think there would be very interesting if there's a spot in space and just go with it. Ignore logic, Aaron. I just just go with this. Like a certain kind of cloud radiation. Like think of it either like uh, the T-virus in a weird way. So if you want, there could be a certain toxic area that people or get there and they're literally like, oh, I'm not saying zombies, but literally like they become mutated and they're very violent creatures or something like that. And I know- Like like, a, like an area where there's just an insane amount of radiation. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And it, 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 like any spaceships or any planet and all that, or just that's, the reason why I say that is that could be if we were talking about horrors and dangers and all that stuff, because this is like to like it's so big how expansive this whole galaxy solar system that I do think there could be pockets of this stuff that not even the corporations that go they're like they're like this is like uh uh I love that our, no fly zone uh, no fly zone for sure because you come in you're not coming back out because it is so toxic and because it's radiation it is it, so like it can leak out to anyone as well so like a like a supermassive black hole or like in the vicinity of a supermassive black hole like the one at the center of the, the milky way well let's think of something that can exist in the forge that is not a black hole like like if it is just like clusters of you know of uh, uh, gas or something you know something radioactive like firefly like that with a call i want to say Okay, because I wanted to say revenants from like Winona Earp or something, but just like almost like demonic space things that literally that. All uh, right, so what is it? What is it? Is it a gas cloud? These pockets of, of yeah. 
cloud? Let's say it's a gas cloud with radiation and it literally will any creature biological will be affected. So what do they what do they um what do they call this gas cloud that they tell everyone to avoid? Um uh you know, I'm I'm thinking of a uh, black matter or dark matter or uh you Ooh. know uh D space dead mold. dead space um say space mold space mold caleb, <laughs> hold on caleb are you hearing because you're you're a spooky bish if you have an idea put it in the chat please <laughs> we've got <laughs> the dust the we've dust is cool the dust oh <laughs> that's what we've got on. i need everyone get angsty really quick <laughs> Aaron, I know you got the, some angst in you. The the bleed, uh, the the graveyard. dark, the graveyard, the rift, the rift, the rift. It's mm -hmm. I, I I like to imagine that it's like you know frequent enough that it's like the everywhere. Ravage. The ravage. That's cool. Ravage. The ravage. Stick with the R's. They have the better one. I like that, Ra. And then what happens is if you die within this radiation field, you're brought back to life as like a mindless zombie. A spooky. Yes. This is our zombie yeah. machine. The Ravage. All right, so Can I like this. We, we haven't even dived what if, into what the options are for horrors, but yeah, go ahead. Keep going. What if like the orchard has like a... Because, you know, to facilitate their technology, if they have like an implant in like everyone's brainstem or something, which is, you know, facilitates their, you know, ability to you know, rip your consciousness out and, and move it around. Um, what if, like, for some reason, whatever's in that that area, you know, whatever whatever we're calling it, what if it interferes with that in some way that basically causes it to malfunction and it pull, kind of, like, pulls the, the, the data out of you without anywhere for it to go? Hmm. And it just leaves you as, like, a, like that lifeless husk. Jamie, Jamie Hanart also but, suggested The Mist, I which like the I'm mist. also a fan of. Yeah. The Mist, the thing is, though, because remember, only really like kind of rich people can do that teleportation type thing, which I do like because that can but happen. They probably, but they probably put the implant in everyone as a sort of like control mechanism. Like sure. they probably put it in you at birth. Or to like get your vitals quickly. But yeah. you're forgetting like out like the outposts of how that. I don't know if that would be accessible. All, but it could make it worse in a weird way. I think that they would make it accessible though, because they they well, might it's a want your thing. yeah. Well, it's a control thing, and also they would view your body as a resource. I do find it interesting that the what the mist is is people who during a transfer got caught in this radiation and is is now like a spirit or something like you know floating around in this yeah. mist. Space ghost. Space ghost. Space ghost. Space ghost. <laughs> so it, gay aliens. Okay. Oh, there we go. We got space ghosts. Can we? We'll still get space zombies, and we're just let's do yeah, more. Yeah, like if you like if you, like your consciousness if your consciousness is ripped out and it gets stuck in a cloud then you're then you're That's a mist great. you're a space ghost like you, you're you like you become echo. a mist yeah or and but then it, if you if you die physically in the in the in the cloud or whatever we're calling it then you become a space zombie which we should I call see, I see. a so it depends on like if you're physically there or if just your information is being right right yeah. what do we call so what do we call space zombies since 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 the since the conscience is is a mist. Well, the mist is just the area. It's just like the the field. Oh, the field. mist is the area. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, we could have, the space fields could be called like wisps or something like that. 
Echo, or echoes. echoes? Someone said echoes earlier. Echoes. Echoes. I like echoes. We'll, we'll call them echoes. Better than snowflakes. I forgot that <laughs> that had a meaning already. If you physically die in the mist, you become a um, a husk. A um. Oh, I already have husks. A uh, uh, a vessel. A, a shell. A shell. I like Ooh, a shell. shell. A shell and an echo. That kind of that kind of like works well together. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. They're all kind of water themed too. Shells. Like, but like, if, like a sh an army of shells uh, rips into this town, they're gonna be like, shells. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, easy to yell. It's good. They're literally bloodthirsty. They're ravenous creatures. Who gives a fuck? They're gonna rip through a town. Ugh. Okay, so I like this. Otherwise, is horror are the are the strange horrors very common or? Are they kind of rare? Is it more like you'll find like a strange creature than you would a um, a, a ghost or something like that? I feel like that one would have to be kind of rare because if there if that was like a major problem that that seems like it would, if, if that were like common that would be a major problem for. for this well, society. where we're at, it could be more common if you think about it. We're on towards the outer edges yeah, in a way. Like you go further out, it becomes more likely. Yeah. That yeah. Makes sense. Okay. That's Jamie why everyone. That's why everyone's shell shocked, that and that's a good one. Good job. Yes. yes thank you. Perfect. Uh, what was just said? Did I miss it? Uh, in in chat, Jamie Hanart said, uh, "Don't get shell shocked," and oh. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> Don't get shell shocked. Right in that yes. down. That's a good one. That's so good. Oh, thank it God we have like, chat. That could be like a wish. That could be like a like a like a send off when you get in a when you get mm. on a like on a long yeah. journey. You'd be like, "Don't get shell shocked." Oh, that's send off awesome. Between Dude. pilots. Super Thank cool. God we have chat to help us out. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> All right. So we've defined some of the some of the big ideas behind our world. I think something we should talk about now, and I'm gonna transition real quick to our map here. Um, something I think we should talk about is how much time has lapsed between the Ironlanders getting the ship and where we begin our Starforged campaign. Are we um, giving some time for uh, the Ironlanders to kind of get to know what the hell's going on or picking time up right jump. after? I like time throwing jump. them right into hell. Oh, <laughs> Time jump. Time I, jump. I, well, it's a, I, uh... I've <laughs> transitioned us to a new map. Oh, that our map. Well, because it takes a long time to travel, correct? So yeah, I feel yeah. like there yeah, might probably. be a time jump where at least they can That's understand true. what the F, how to run the ship. Because then I don't, like, cause then we're going to have to spend a long time just to get to know the very <laughs> basics. Where if we just do a, a little time jump where they're That's fair. up to I'll speed. Like a, like a couple years, even. Yeah, because it yeah. would take because it's a long travel. Like, okay. like, maybe we don't know everything, but we know enough yeah. to, like... to not shoot ourselves in the foot or blow the right. ship up. Okay, Enough so not to be like, here's JB. A few years JB, have passed. Um, there are a few Ironlanders who know how to navigate uh, or use the ship. But most people are relatively still kind of green at it. Um, we've probably made contact or at least seen other places. Because I think kind of the big goal would be find a new home. And then go back to the Ironlands to get people to go to that home, right? 
So maybe that plan will change as things are figured out. But yeah, Allegra. I just realized that is the is uh is the jungle gonna be after us because. I don't yes. know if we were supposed to get off that planet. I, I think without a doubt that would be an interesting uh, bit of, you know. Well, yeah. give it this way. Information takes a long, long unless, time to get unless, out. Unless, unless the goal of the experiment was to have them eventually escape, in which case they would want to debrief you. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. Either way, they're coming. Yeah, either way, the jungle's it, coming for us. They, yeah, they, it, they it, may have learned of us, yeah. They may have learned, but it's going to still, if we already started taking off and we have KB who's navigating, they probably, without telling us, are going past to avoid. That's so true. it's like, we're basically, it's going to happen eventually, but we're just not aware of it yet. Okay. I like it. So real quick, we're, we're almost done here. We're going to try to uh, build our, our sector, our starting sector. Let me... Pull up the right area. Bah, 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 bah. Just flying through the rule book here. Here we go. So I think it's 140. There's a whole bunch of interesting worlds and stuff. Okay, so um, let's see. We can possibly start with... I'm not sure where to start, actually. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many places to start. Uh, hold on. Let me check to find out where... I've already lost the page. Zakia, yes. while Sergio's figuring this out, what do you think? Because I'm just thinking Resident Evil. Can we get a Lady D in this? <laughs> Lady Demetresque in this shit? I think that is very easy to do. We have gay aliens, Amanda. It's not hard. I'm just saying. I know we got space zombies, but I want 10-foot-tall, thick, vampire space You've come to the right place. Well, you'll just I have to make sure on your on your uh, in your session when you find a planet that is what you will find. Of oh, only God. big vampire space women. Yes. <laughs> it's almost a cult. I would leave that ship so hard. Oh my. God. Okay, so it's we're going to we're, we're going to start our our, our uh, starting region. The Forges of Vast Galaxy. Let's let's choose a region. Um, are we in the Terminus, the Outlands, the Expanse or the Void? I think we settled on the Void, right? We're in the void. Okay. So, the void. Uh, the chiseled part of the void. Determine <laughs> yes, the, the void. number of settlements. A settlement is a location populated by other humans. They can be planet side, orbital. Now, it gives an example that the termin in Terminus, there, you would expect four settlements. In the Outlands, you would expect three settlements. In the Expanse, you'd expect two. They don't even list the void. So. Nah. We're... They don't know us. Yeah. <laughs> we just got the one. Well, th that's fair. True. We're in a or kind of a special experiment two. area. Yeah. yeah. We're just we're just casting. Maybe away. there's like one other experiment going on. <laughs> let, let, let's say two settlements for now. Um, it could be more populated because it is a kind of special experimentation area. Also, like like an international space station type thing. You could have just had like one like a one off settlement here or there that just really wanted to not be around people. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to generate our first settlement. Um, we're going to just put... Eventually, we'll put something on the map. But let's first find the settlement name. So if I go to page 163, uh, I have a... I hear music or something. Is somebody playing something? Maybe that's just I my headphones. I, I think I accidentally hit something. Okay, that's okay. Let's... Roll a d100. Let's start with Allegra. If you could just roll a d100. Oh, 
and tell us what you get. <laughs> and we'll just give a name. I realized I had to use fake dice. You can roll real dice if you want. It's too late. I rolled a 72. All right. 72. It's called Relic. So we there is a settlement known as Relic. Let me go back to I like this. Um uh the location we'll figure out on page 160. All right. Somebody else roll a d100. Uh Zakia, roll a d100 to determine the location of this settlement. All right. Tell us that number. 98. Okay. A 98 is in deep space, which is justified. We are kind of in deep space, but we'll say that it's not near a planet. Because the main difference is, is it planet side? Is it orbital? Or is it in deep space? So it's just like floating out there somewhere. All right. So it's in deep space. And now let's figure out the population. 160. Um, if it's in, well, Terminus, Outlands, and Expanse have their own kind of number of people. Just roll a D100 for me, uh, Eli, and we'll say we'll use the Expanse's ability. So roll a D100, Eli. You can roll a real one if you like. 49. There are dozens of people here. Dozens. All it's right. another. Oh, could it's another experiment outpost. All right. Could it be like uh, an experiment outpost where they're like all in isolation just to see what happens? Like if you leave people in isolation for their entire lives. Oh, like, they're going to go crazy. This is an what, what is that? Month. I like this. Let's decide what type of authority is there. Now, we don't have to pick... We don't have to stick with it, but let's just see what happens. Roll a d100, uh, Aaron, and let's see what type of authority can be found here. 87. 87. Oppressive, which kind of makes sense. Oh, the, the, the jungle... The jungle, I like this idea. Like, Go ahead and expound upon it, uh, uh, on it. What, what, what's going on here? That uh, that was the whole idea. Uh, let me let me think for a second. So like so like so like so it's 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 a it's, it's like a, a relic. It's a relic in deep space. There are dozens of people. Or it could be called it could be called the relic. So mm. that it's it's like, uh, like, like can you can you keep can people keep their humanity in space alone? Mm. Like is this like a relic from? Uh, re relics bouncing around in my head. Yeah. As a, as a name for it for them to for, as like a token of humanity something it's not it's not coming together but the vibe relic is the friendship yes the relic is the friendship we lost along the way right uh let me try to make this a little bit bigger so people can read so there's the void um it is known as the relic it is in deep space there are dozens of people there that are being experimented on um, isolation, perhaps. Uh, yeah, the oppressive authority isolated. of the jungle kind of runs it. Let's, uh, Amanda, could you roll a d100 to establish what our first contact was like, our initial oh, contact? Like, I got your dice right here. Hey. So. Uh, what is that, a six or a nine? 
It was in 86. I don't know. In 86. Is the six or is the nine? So the initial the initial contact was in battle. In battle was our initial contact. Maybe that means the people that were on the relic are having some kind of uprising. Ooh, yeah. It's a wrath like we of found other people shit. who were getting out. Okay, so we like that. Yeah. Okay, we so upon some shit. in battle, and then let's finally. Um, let's see. Uh, Allegra, go ahead and roll another d100. Let's decide our first look. Our first look. I'm using the dice I have for Caleb that I haven't given him yet. Mm. Uh, yeah. Let's see. So Caleb is part of this. 31. 31. A defensible location. The relic is a defensible location. I mean, they've got their back against the void, right? There's no one, as far as they know, there's no one coming on the other side. Right. It's yeah. just one direction. So uh, I see. So so it's because it's on the edges on the, of the galaxy. But what we else could. makes it defense? If it's a relic, maybe it's like an old defense post or it's an old ship or it's an old um, What if it's yeah. an old habitat. watch post for the mist? Like it's an outpost for that. Oh, like like so they kept an eye out for them. Like this was like, like a Game like of a, Thrones. Like what is it? The, the the Night Watch, right? That's like an outpost there. Yeah. So I'd if watch. if it belonged to the Ripple, maybe that's why the AI is so good there. I don't know if we established that the AI was good there, but we oh, could go with right. that. That's our chance. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, or or maybe it was like it was like passed around between the groups until the jungle got it and then they were like oh, okay this is now going to be an experiment that would make yeah. sense why it's called the relic too like it's been around for a long time yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. okay so the relic was uh uh what a decommissioned ship or a decommissioned like habitat station or something like that maybe it's a decommissioned like uh what is it like observation post like almost like a like a lighthouse type like thing. A watchtower? Yeah, like a mm -hmm. watchtower. It's a decommissioned watchtower, okay. but it still had all the uh cuz you know, you needed uh to put a lot of people there, a lot of medicals. So it's still self-sufficient. So that they just went ahead and retrofit it to use it as an experiment chamber, like for like a uh, deep sleep isolation and isolation, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Got it. You know, all that. All right. So I'm going to look on roll 20 for a ship icon because I'll add it. Let's see to, I'll add it to, I'll just put this thing down. Looks like a star Wars thing, but or star Trek thing, but that's fine. All right. So now not far from the iron lands is this uh, place called terminus. Let's name it. Or excuse me, named um, the relic, the relic. The relic. It has a nameplate, so save changes. Okay, we have the relic. Um, let's come up with one more, and then we have our kind of area map. So we have to come up with the settlement name. So, um, Zakia, roll me a D100. That's 84. Sirius, spelled S-I-R-I-U-S, Sirius. Constellation. <laughs> Like the constellation, and um, could be a planet, could be something else. Let's go to Eli, and let's have you 
roll a d100 to determine its location. Uh, that is 42. 42, it is orbital. So it is orbiting some kind of planet. Ooh. Orbital. Ooh, it's a moon. It's a moon, maybe. Uh, would you like to... Would you like to... Go ahead. Would you say you like... Orbiting relic? Um, could it be I think orbiting relic? It could be, but I don't think relic would be big enough to really have a uh, an orbit. And I kind of would prefer something... You know, we're, we're kind of mapping the whole area here. So it's something that's <laughs> not necessarily right next to okay. a relic. Um, let's roll... Aaron, could you roll a d100 to determine the, the population size? I sure can. Yeah. Eleven. Okay, there are only a few people here. Only a few people. That makes sense. Uh, like a orbiting a small star, maybe. Yeah, possibly. We could decide that if we wanted to, um, or we could roll for it. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find what kind of place we'd come upon. Let me find creatures, derelicts. I guess we can just decide. What does everybody want? A, a, a moon? Something else? I like. Yeah. I, I like the sound of a moon. Okay. That's no moon. So Sirius is a moon. <laughs> let's go. Let's generate though. Let's generate what it's orbiting. Um. Let's see. There is. Uh, planets. Uh, ba ba bum. Let's decide what it is. 145. Sorry, I just realized the audience can't see any of this. Here we go. Okay, um, I guess we just have to roll a d100, Amanda, please. We'll decide what it's orbiting. I've got a list here. Oh. Okay, 97. Ooh, a tainted world. A tainted world Ooh. is what yes, that Lady is. Yes, Lady just lives here. I'm going with that. I don't give a shit. Okay, so... In my head, we won't. But in my fan fiction head, that's what's happening. A foul planet racked by poisonous climate, by virulent growths. Um, so are we going with our Lady Domestricu idea or whatever her name is? Nope. You don't... Yep, that's right. Okay. <laughs> It's evil Themyscira. It's just evil Themyscira. So it's a... Oh, evil. So the planet has vampires on it. Uh, tainted... Yes, and motherfuckers. Planet with vampires. And... I just bullied this plot into vampires. the show. <laughs> um, Aggressive since, since you were the one kind of leading this, roll another D100, Amanda, to determine the atmosphere, what it's like. This I is your bullied. land. Has I just anyone, this plot in. Has anyone had the courage, the sheer strength of will, to do space vampires before? <laughs> I don't I know. Don't, 20? I mean, 20, it is toxic. So, no, so the 23. Air, 23 so. The air is toxic uh, on this planet. <laughs> Only vampire, vampires don't need to breathe. And... Hey, don't. 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 <laughs> so excited! <laughs> let's let's just name uh this uh this planet does anybody have an idea for a name 
I thought it was named Sirius. No, oh, that oh, is planet. that the is the Sirius. moon that is orbiting this place. The planet is uh, some some examples include Animus, Bane, Blight, Carrion, Chitin, Datura, Drek, Era, Pathosis, Morbus, Pestis. Well, what if what if the Pestis. planet is called Sirius? So what if the planet is like is called Silly, but it's spelled Q? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know where you oh, were going. I'm sorry. I know where you were going. Seely. Oh, oh, hey oh. guys, like the court. Seely. Sure. Seely. Seely. All right. So All how right, do you how do you spell cool. that? S e e l i e. Okay, so Seely yeah. is a tainted planet with vampires <laughs> on it. The air is toxic. Love it. I'm gonna assume that these vampires aren't very advanced, so they haven't really gotten off the planet. God forbid they ever no. do. No. Um, it is Sirius is something orbiting this. We currently have it's a moon, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a moon. It could be, an you know, a station like studying um, uh, Seely, or it could be a moon where there is a outpost there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Like there's a base on the moon. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, base. I mean, on the moon. are these traditional traditional? Are we talking about traditional space vampires in that they would need? Zaki, what's a traditional space vampire? <laughs> I'm here right now. I need you to explain Fun. that to me. I'm talking Whoa. about the ancient. We all know space vampires. Yes, of course. They need a source of food. It doesn't necessarily have to be humans, but they should be not vampires. Yeah, they don't even have Are to be human. Serious? They're just creatures that drink blood or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. So are there like a bunch of animals that are like adapted to the toxic atmosphere on Seely, or do they go to Sirius like it's Trader Joe's? <laughs> I like both of these options. Yeah. <laughs> well, if there's a medical facility in the old relic, you could technically, whatever supplies and all there, you could, or they could just be harvesting the blood there. They could, but, I don't know. If they steal it, they're space vampire pirates. Vampires. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, I feel like. I feel, well, we said they probably weren't very advanced, so I feel like. Yeah, that's true. They're probably they're probably just animals or creatures or humanoids that have been adapted, mm -hmm. rather than rather than they can go to go to space Trader Joe's. Cool. I mean, it would be cool if it was a if it was a creature that was able to leave the atmosphere, go to Sirius for some reason, maybe to mate, I don't know, and then goes back to Seely. Space whales. What? So we're studying their Moon like. We're, what we're if studying it was a bad life cycle. What if the what if the experiment? Because because I'm assuming it's just multiple experiments that happened. That was an experiment, and the best way it went out of control, oh. they had it they had to jettison it to the planet. And they, oh, when they thought it was like the toxic environment was gonna like they kill just it, get but rid of it the problem, it but mutated. It yeah, it made it worse. It oh. Made it <laughs> All right, so Bad are expense. these vampires leaving the planet or not? Are they just stuck on Sealy? I think they're stuck there. Okay, I think so they came from somewhere else and they're stuck there. And gotcha. There was already like a, even though it's a moon and it's very barren, there could have been some kind of life that they could have just been like biological life that they've been just drinking or they're they're the planet the moon is the the moon's the outpost right got it mm -hmm. yes all right so finally we just need to kind of decide the um the uh the passages 
You, you'll switch passages or avail which passages are available in this sector. A passage is a chart routed among the drifts. Spacers rely on these routes for travel. Since we are in the void, we're talking about passages that we ourselves have set up. Meaning, if you if you have a passage, it means it's easy to get to the place you've already charted it. If you don't have a passage, you have to make a um, I forget what it's called. It's called undertake an expedition. So I guess my answer is, or my question to you is, have we charted Sealy or have we charted the Relic? Which one have we found first? I think we should only choose one. I feel like the Relic would be a better place to chart. Yeah, Relic's a little closer too, so that would make sense that that's like the first place yeah. we'd encounter. Okay. I'm, I'm also going... thinking like an AI would, like KB, if they're like our space driver this whole time, that would probably be the easiest to swoop by. All right, I'm trying to draw a line, which is harder than you'd think in uh, in roll twenty. Yeah, but I, I, I am, believe in you. I am going to put a point here, point here, point here. Uh, that's not what I wanted to do, so I'll take that off, and we'll go there. Nope, still didn't work. All right. Either way, we are drawing a line. Um, and that is the passage. So we know that we can get to the relic relatively easy. It's more about Sealy and any other places that we find. But that's kind of all that we need to do before starting to play. We have our sector. There are still other places we can find and other things we can discover. We are in the void. We have to kind of decide who are we starting with. I guess that is a valid question. Do we start with Ashana or are we rolling up a new... Iron Lander type person character. It might be interesting to start with Ashana. I think yeah. we just have to yeah. translate her to Starforge. You know? Two years later. Yeah. yeah. I think we can do that. No problem. Um, we have figured out our sector. We, I think, go ahead. Anybody got any Question. last thoughts? How many years has it been? Because Quinn's there. Maybe two or three. Quinn is there. Yeah, it's it's been probably okay. at least two or three. Okay, so he's like now like fifteen, right? That's I what I'm think thinking. I think that's to. reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That could be a good backup too. We can go into all those details uh, a little later Sorry. once we have uh, started playing. I think the last thing to do is to roll a d6. I'm gonna call the numbers out now, and this is what we'll use the entire time. Allegra is one, Zakia is two, Caleb is three, Eli is four, Aaron is five, Amanda is six. So. I guess I can roll a d6. Yeah, you do. And we can find out who goes first. We got a four, which means Eli. All right, so Eli, the next time we play, you'll join us. Maybe it'll be this coming Tuesday. We'll see. Make sure schedules work. But um, that's it. We, we, we've got our Starforged world planned. Woo! I will Yeehaw. share all this information with you guys. I'll put it up on our website so our listeners can also uh, uh, keep track of, of the lore of our of our forge. But thanks, everybody, for tuning in, checking in. Uh, thank you, everybody, for, for participating, uh, players. Anybody else got anything to say before we call it a night? Uh do uh are we are we we're, we're we're taking another week next week right we're we're gonna have another yes. we're gonna have another little like a, a fun friday not sure what we're we may hit Jackbox again we may hit code names again we're not entirely sure yeah. yet we'll let you know um you. but 
Ashoka, Ashoka finale should be should be in the near future for you. I am unprepared to hear it again. <laughs> Lots of explosions. Um, Lots of crying. We love you, Caleb. I'll say that. We love you, Caleb. We love you, Caleb. We do yeah, love thanks, you, Caleb. Caleb. Caleb was out, unfortunately. He had a little bit of a family emergency. Everything's okay, but he is taking care of business. So yes, we, are, we, uh, we are here in his stay. I'm sure he'll love some of the ideas we've run across. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> guys if you if you like what we did so far you like watching our content remember we do have a patreon if you want to subscribe to us on twitch uh, uh that is another lovely way to support us but thank you all and uh i guess we'll see you friday oh no today is friday we'll see you tuesday potentially tuesday Aaron will see you monday oh that's right Aaron will be there with us on the sheep farm on monday all right guys thank you yeah Good night. Bye. Bye. Good night, Thank guys. You.